Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. February 28th, 2023, last day of February. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. You can make it even better by popping into a Thornton's. What about a croissant? A delicious breakfast sandwich for uh, to get you fueled up, ready to go. Maybe some coffee, a Red Bull. They've got it all at a Thornton's. And if you're new, Refresh and Rewards member, you will get a breakfast on the house, drink on the house of your choosing. And if you've been a Refresh and Rewards member, uh, check out the app. Maybe it's been a little bit since you opened up the app. You may see a deal that you like, something that stands out to you. Uh, I'll pull up mine here and see what's happening as it loads. Oh. I had a fuel discount last time I checked. That's nice. Yeah, it shows uh, gas by me three eleven. Wow, that's my birthday. How about that? Oh, three oh eight because I've got the three cents saving. Actually, how about that? Nice. Uh, exciting stuff. So good old Thorntons. We love them. We love the Thorntons text line as well. Today would be a good text day. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. What that means is we probably could spend a little bit more time on your text today. So send them on in. And we won't hopefully have to rush through them, although we have said that before. Nick Roush, how are you? Good morning. Morning, morning. I've uh, I've been better. We've got a bunch of oh man, uh, the the cough that's been plaguing me for two months is uh, rearing its head again. So that's frustrating. Um, and the kid has uh, an ear infection, so not not a lot of fun over here at the Roush house. But we're we're stra- scratching and clawing. Uh, to get to get back better, be back better, build back better. Well, build back t- better. T- T's and P's your way. We uh, I don't know a household that hasn't been through some sickness seemingly over the last two three weeks. So right, it's it, it's you you for you know how it is. Like some of the actual sickness isn't that bad. It's the more I'm just sick and tired of like dealing with this stuff like can we just move on mm-hmm. i'm right there hey i i hear you it is not fun so hang in there buddy 
Scoots, you're feeling good. Oh yeah, cruising. Yeah, How I'm, are you? I'm great. I, I feel healthy as all get out. Got nine hours of sleep last night, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I, I do have one bone to pick with you, TJ. Weird way that you said croissant in the Thornton's ad read there. So not too cool with that. It's croissant. There you go. You, you do it the best, Scoots. Nobody does it as good <laughs> as you. And I'm happy to hear that you're feeling healthy. Oh, I'm you're, great. Yeah, you're you're well. You got your sleep. Sectional starts Sectional starts tonight over here in Indiana, so I'm pumped up. One of my first of six games this week. Crazy week for me. That's, that is crazy. That's a lot of games. 11 games in the last two weeks combined. Unbelievable. Wow. You can't listen to Southern Indiana Airways and not hear a scooter <laughs> on it. Hey, by the way, I uh, I got noticed out in the wild last night. So, funny story, I'm at this gas station over in Kentucky by my by my work and I'm sitting there checking out and this guy looks over at me and he was like you work on the radio I was like yeah sure do and I was like I was like do you listen and he was like yeah and so I kept waiting for him to say roll call and I was like all right well where, where do you know me from and he hits me with the station that I work for in Corden, little old Corden, Indiana. He was like, yeah, I listened to a lot of the games on that station. So it wasn't a roll call wild listener. I, I was really surprised being over in Kentucky. Wow. Kind of a shot fired at us, Rouse, just letting us know how little reach we have. Wow. <laughs> He's more popular in Kentucky for radio in Corden. No, I have. See, that's the weird thing. So I got called out for my radio in Corden in Kentucky, and I got called out in Indiana for roll call. It's all backwards. Well, that's that's always cool to be recognized. Uh, they say not to meet your hero, so I hope the guy at the gas station wasn't too taken. Oh back. no, no, I was. I'm not his hero. And turns out he had. So he's noticed me before because he talks to my broadcast partner. He's talked to him a few games, like before we go on air. So I kind of recognized him as well, but I just couldn't put it together where I knew him from. So yeah, it, w- it was neat to be called out like that. How does this guy know so many Indiana high school? announcers well so indiana high school announcers turns out turns out his kids played at cordon so he'd listen on the radio sometimes he he was in attendance i think more than he actually listened on air but yeah he he definitely knew us so cool well that is cool well good for you scoots roush it, it always was a little surprising to me that like I could write for rivals for as long as I did and, you know, do all that stuff. Not that any of that is big time, big potatoes or anything like that. But, like, I could go on KSTV back in the day one time and and within, like, two weeks would get recognized out in public and be like, hey, you were on KSTV. And I'd be like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was. The the Uh, power of video, man. If you're on, yeah, if you're on video, if you're on TV, even if it's just once, like you could do radio forever and you get maybe here or there. It it does, it does happen from time to time. I'm I'm happy with the amount that it does happen. Very little. Um, But TV, now that you all are doing a lot more video, I bet you're just going to get recognized left and right. The, the one that I always enjoyed with, was the, the folks that would watch us do the Sunday sports buzz. Um, exactly. That 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 was, I mean, it's, I mean, we had a bread eating contest when we were doing that show. Um, I don't know how they r- decided to move us off of the Sunday sports buzz, but we've seemingly been replaced by Master P. 
it does seem like us eating bread on TV at Zaxby's or me and your cousin Greg taking prank phone calls about um, NBA players, you know what, has now been replaced by Mike Rutherford and Master P. The, the truth, the realest sports show. Is that the way you spell realist in the sense that they're going for? I think it's grammatically uh, can be correct, but isn't that more of like a realist in the sense of like, yeah, we, yeah, it's we exist because well, realist isn't uh, correct grammar. So they're just saying they are they are realist. <laughs> but uh, I but congrats the, to Mike. That's yeah, very. It's random, but it's. I mean, especially because it was like, that's the, yeah, you're right. Like that's the studio. We shot the shows with Trevor and Greg and it's just like, oh, now it's Mike and Master P. Like, it's just, your your head's kind of spinning um, to think how it happened. But the one side effect, the one downside is WBNA is one of the few local channels that doesn't get picked up on, uh, like it it isn't on any of your cord cutting devices. You got to have the actual antenna. And I've got an antenna somewhere, but I don't, I don't you know, it's buried in a box. Um, haven't used an antenna in a while, but yeah, just trying trying to find it. That's the only only pain in the butt about it. So neither of you watched? I, w- I was unable to, no, because yeah, YouTube TV only carries the four or five uh, main ones. I wasn't sure if it was actually going to be live on TV yesterday. I knew they were recording, but I don't know if it was actually going to be live. So I think they put it on like an hour after they recorded it. Okay, I did not. I did not watch. I did listen to his interview on the Rutherford show. He came on, just kind of talked about what they're going to talk about. It sounds like it's going to be pretty authentic television, folks. I would say so. I would say so. I, I do just like there's something. Granted, we missed the Master P at the peak of his popularity, right? We, we were a little too young for that. But it is just fascinating. Like, I know his son, even before Hersey Miller was playing for Louisville, he, uh, he, he's he been a big part of this Louisville community, and it, it's always felt pretty random. Yeah, he talked about that on his interview with the Rutherford Show. So his grandmother, I believe, re was relocated here after Hurricane Katrina. So uh, they had to okay. be like, all right, we got to go get grandma. She, they, they, she's in Louisville now. And they came here and just fell in love with the city and haven't uh, have had a part, have been doing things this or that ever since. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. Still pretty cool because uh, Master P, still, still a big deal. Still making him say, uh. Trevor told him during his interview on the Rutherford show yesterday, he, he thanked him for uh, getting him – yeah, I, laid. I guess, for lack of a better word, I, I had a feeling that's where that was, that was going. Which I feel like Trevor did that with another musical act that one time was on the Big X Sports Radio Waves. Now he very well could have been talking, maybe about Master P. But I, I've heard that I've heard Trevor like thank. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know with that guy. Uh, but he he was able to do that. He said it was a nice moment for him. Um, but good, good on Mike. That's uh, exciting. More sports television, which I think there needs to be more of. So, so good, to, good to see. Good to hear. Uh, and once, the uh, the once OG. I out, once I figure out how I can watch, I'll be tuned in. It, it is funny because that used to be the home. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the home of the Paul Horning show back in the day. So we got sandwiched in between Paul Horning and Master P. 
uh, rear gateway drug. That's pretty great. That's that's pretty great. I did not I, I did not know Paul Horning had a show. Yeah, he he that was a very long running, very popular show. Um, that was a weekly weekly sports talk, and he would have uh, you know Paul Horning plenty of takes, and he would get some very famous friends on. So it was yeah, it was it was a big deal back in the in the nineties. My my intro as many people's intro with the Sports Buzz TV show. It was a live show that didn't start till eleven p.m. On a Sunday night. On a Sunday night, which yeah. just like, I, oh I boy, when you've yeah. got a semi-regular work schedule, that was, it was a late, it was a late night, but they wanted it to be live because you take live phone calls. And which is just a hilarious concept, like phone calls on TV. I mean, that that's very 90s in and of itself. But I used to watch the, the John Renshaw show, the, his TV show. Although I can't remember now if it was nightly or weekly. I want to say it's something that was nightly because it seemed like he was on all the time. Uh, maybe it eventually ended up only being weekly or it was only weekly and it ended up being nightly. I don't remember the exact timeline of it. But that show was entertaining and he'd take live calls. And every so often you'd get a prank call, but he 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 was funny himself. So he'd do a good job with the prank calls. Uh, the, the The one that your uncle or your cousin got Greg, when I was on the air with him, that one was not very funny or nice. Um, there was no really handling that phone call. Uh, and then, and then your cousin looked at me, who I didn't really know at the time. I think we had just met. Like, hey, here's who I am. I'll be doing the show with you. Okay, cool. Um, he was like, "Is that one of your buddies?" I was like, "No, no, not one of my buddies didn't stay up till eleven thirty at night to call in and make a make make a penis joke." So. Uh, I don't think they're going to be taking calls, Master P and, and Rutherford, although the, the concept of phone calls into a live TV show, it's just something that's a little bit past uh, kids these days, Roush, will have no idea really what that's all about. We grew up with it, with TRL. Oh, yeah, man. That was, uh, gosh, that was such a, and that was another one that was a little bit ahead of our time. Like, I remember trying to act like I was cool, like I watched TRL, but I really didn't. Like, you know, it, it just... You would act like you watched TRL? I don't know if yeah. I can move past this rule. Wow. We, I think we need yeah. to dive into no, this a little bit. Because that was, that was obviously the popular thing that kids did, but I was the oldest kid in my house. Like, we watched cartoons instead of, you know... Like, my mom, my mom lied to me and said that we didn't have MTV for the longest time. I had to, like, stumble upon it by myself. Your mom. The more, I mean, I, she was just the most pleasant lady I've ever met. But the more I hear about your childhood, holy, she lied to you about MTV? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you did can you imagine. Go, did you just not just go to Channel 37, check out for yourself? That's that's what I mean. I had to finally just, like, stumble upon it. You know, I knew what the regular uh, channels were. And so it was, like, a slow... It was a slow learn for me uh, because wow. I didn't have like older brothers or sisters that would come home and watch it every single day. We were we were still in the come home and watch TBS, um, and I think it was Full House from three to four. So, well, a little, uh, little bit more wholesome than TRL. I can't I can't blame you for getting on the Full House train. That was great. great Eventually, great, that great moved TV. on. I moved over to ABC Family after we'd get home from school. Not that you know I would know. But I would because I watched it. <laughs> but yes, being the youngest, my older siblings definitely were big MTV on the TVs growing up. I didn't always love it because I just thought it was kind of boring. I was with you. I'd rather kind of watch cartoons or Rocket Power or Hey Arnold or something like that. But yeah, TV phone calls. Uh, and 
I, I still, you know, we don't do phone calls on our show, but every so often I still like to do it. So maybe someday in the future we can plan a like, hey, call in to, to roll call day. Yeah. Uh, we'll give people a heads up. Usually early in the morning doesn't work out best for phone calls, and that's totally understandable. But maybe we can do a phone call day. Listen back, hear what the, the roll call listeners have to say. How does that sound, Scoots? I, I think that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, a little more work for me, but that's okay. I, I need a little more work on some days. By the way, never, is, mind. never mind. Phone I, call days <laughs> off, everybody. More work for Scoots. Apologies. By the way, I haven't heard yet. Is this the truth? Is it going to be weekly or nightly? Weekly. Okay. I believe. Gotcha. I can't I think, imagine doing uh, a daily. I believe it is just going to be weekly, but I'm, yeah. I'm also not 100% sure. That's what I assumed, I, I, but. I need to, to first off, we got to get them to, to find a way to throw, record it and throw it on YouTube because that'll just, them with the, the pith helmets on, I don't know what that was, but I need to, I need to know more. They also do just need to incorporate Trevor into the show. They had a really yes. funny line yesterday, just being like, just have Trevor standing in the background and never acknowledge him or act like he's even like that. They even know that he's there, that he even exists, that like only the viewer at home maybe can see him. And then just Trevor has to stand the entire, the duration of the show. So like if it, if it's a multiple cut show or something like that, which again, I think it's live. So I doubt it will be. They, he just, you can't like, if, you know, if he gets tired and he like falls over or something like that, down. you just got to do it. Just go with it. Can't even acknowledge him. I think that's a great idea. I think they really do need to incorporate Trevor one yeah. way or another. He's a, he's a lightning rod. I just, the, the first time I ever met Trevor, it was coming into Greg's show and I didn't know him. And I was like, who in the world, who is this guy? Like, and he also acted like, like there was no like, hi, how you doing? It was just, a rolling ball of Trevor. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. Yeah. By the way, they were talking about that on Friday show, TJ, about, about Trevor being part of the show. Somebody texted in and said he has a better shot of pole vaulting than standing for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor was also under the impression that he was faster than an alligator. I'm starting to think Trevor may have a warped, uh, a, a warped view of his abilities. Has he ever seen uh, an alligator? Like, I, like he probably just doesn't watch the nature documentaries when they, I don't know, kill live animals. Is Trevor fast enough to catch a live animal? And then they looked it up and they were like, oh, it turns out they can run 15 to 20 miles per hour, maybe like 18 to 21 miles an hour. Yeah, it's and, a short burst. Which it's- is... Very, I mean, obviously, much faster than Trevor. Like four times as fast. What's Trevor's four. top speed? If he's sprinting all out, what's his speed? Seven, six. That's I was, yeah, I was going to go about seven. And it ain't for long. He's not holding <laughs> that seven. It's not holding that seven long. Yeah, and then he, and then he's just like, I don't, I don't believe that they can run that fast. So then he just started to be like, No, what, what Google is telling us is inaccurate. That's not, that's not true. Oh, so it's Google that was wrong. And whatever, sure. however fast they can run is still slower than what I than what I can run is what he is what he said. I did see a video that was like you were taught to run zigzag when chased by an alligator. In reality, you just need to find a tree. And this guy was getting chased by an alligator, <laughs> and just he goes. It, it was pretty cool. Then he just goes to a tree, and the alligator is just like helpless. There's nothing. 
it can't really like turn the tree corner fast enough to get you. Uh, so interesting. If you're ever chased by an alligator, go behind a tree. Ooh. Behind the tree? He did... Climbing a tree. He didn't yeah. climb the tree. He just stood behind it. He did not climb it. He, huh. he just stood, he just used it as like a bear, like a, a, a barrier. So when the alligator would kind of turn the tree corner, he would just go to the other side of the tree. And then he started like messing with the alligator's tail. Uh, and then he got, a, and then he got his arm bitten off. <laughs> no, but uh, his arm was fine, fully intact in the video. I guess you could theoretically climb the tree, but this was uh, not a, the most climbable tree I've ever seen. <laughs> Climbing trees on Kentucky roll call. This is your Tuesday edition of of our show today. Did, did you all watch any sports last night? Did any, Did anybody check out the end of the Bellarmine game? I saw the end of the Bellarmine game. Yeah, I, the I, Knights. They're just I remember to turn it on machines. with a minute to go, and it was a, it was an exciting finish. It was an exciting finish, and that was the team they just lost to the other night, which I've kind of mm-hmm. felt good about. That, like, all right, you got to see yeah. them. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Bellarmine making adjustments over the Ospreys of North Florida. But Bellarmine gets the win. It was a game they kind of controlled, and then missed some free throws. North Florida tied it up. Uh, it was your first postseason game of men's college basketball, uh, a real introduction into the madness, and it was a buzzer beater. North Florida's tied it up with about like six seconds, uh, probably closer to like 20, and then Bellarmine was holding it for the final possession. It was a pretty bad possession, not a lot of ball movement, guy kind of got stuck with it. Uh, around 10 feet away, does a fadeaway, hits the front of the iron, a little shooter's kiss, if you will. Oh, man. It, yeah, that was beautiful. Big hop, and then it just swishes on in. But a beautiful way to score a basket. Hard way to score. You don't very, know. Very fundamental, too. Like, you don't see very many uh, pump fake. All right, I'll just take the fadeaway 12-footer. Very much of a throwback game winner. Now, you don't see too many of the front iron, though, that high, then swish on in either. So, uh, it was a degree of difficulty high, but it goes in. Bellarmine moves on. I think they play the the two seed, or the I think it's the two seed Liberty, but it is the home school. Liberty's hosting this year, mm-hmm. so that'll be that'll be a tough one. That'll be a tough one for Bellarmine. Liberty really took it to them twice this season, both in Louisville and in this same gym that they're going to be playing tonight. But you never know. That's why they call it March Madness, although it's not technically March just yet. Well, and Liberty Liberty is the favorite in that conference tournament. I was telling Spears last week on his show, would there be anything better to get the college basketball world in a tizzy than Bellarmine winning the conference tournament again? I think that would just be so great. Sure, we probably maybe think of something that would get the college basketball world in a bigger tizzy, but... For all intents and purposes, yeah, I'm all for it. Let's get everybody all up in arms again. Locally, that would be the only – I think the only story that could be bigger – well, maybe if both of them ran the table, but Louisville winning the ACC tournament would obviously be <laughs> Yeah, that'd be bigger. Yeah. That, that, would be the, that would be a much bigger story if Louisville all of a sudden just got really, really hot in – in the ACC tournament, but I'll be I'll be tuned in tonight for Bellarmine. Great college basketball night. I know we're going to probably talk more about that tonight. A colossal game between Arkansas and Tennessee. I was a little surprised yeah, by yeah. that line. I think Tennessee is like a six-point favorite. Uh, I will be betting Arkansas in that regard, but I'll be rooting for the Vols because that will not really help UK lock up the, the three or the four seed necessarily but it will make you feel a little bit better about Arkansas not being 
your Friday opponent, which I would prefer to avoid if possible. Yeah, so yeah. that would be a big one. There's a lot of other big games tonight, Roush. The um, the SEC, too, has to be very pleased with how the season's ending as far as matchup. I mean, they got Alabama A&M on Saturday, the top two teams. I don't think anybody anticipated that would be the number one team in the SEC versus the number two team in the SEC when they initially scheduled that game. So uh, a lot – a lot more pleasing games to watch tonight. I believe the OVC tournament might be getting started. Um, I, you mentioned Liberty being the favorite. It's their last year in the ASUN. They're moving over to Conference USA. Um, well, it, it'll be more intriguing uh, playing Western on the football schedule. So something to keep an eye on there. I, we mentioned unlikely conference tournament champions. I can think of a couple from the SEC over the years. TJ, can you think of any other big surprise conference tournament champions that that went on runs? Um, Georgia with Sundiata Gaines, I want to say. That was the SEC tournament you attended, correct? The Tornado one? Yeah, it was the Tornado one. That, oh, was, uh, that, that was pretty wild. That was is a throwback time. name. That's a name I haven't heard in years. Oh, I'll love a good old mid two thousands SEC basketball name. Um, Marshall Henderson too. They were they were a pretty low seed when they won the SEC tournament and got in. Uh, I want to say as well. Uh, uh, no miss one at all. Yeah, Georgia Tech went in the ACC tournament a couple of years yeah. back. That was a pretty surprising run. What, wasn't the UConn? Weren't they like a six seed the year that they just? Uh, it might have been the the title year with Kimba. Yeah. Uh, I I think you're right. I want to say that they may have been like a seven seed or something like they could have been seeded higher in the NCAA tournament than they were in their conference tournament. <laughs> right, but, right, right. I was thinking they were an eight seed. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, they, I'm pretty sure they were, what, a seven seed in the tournament? Six seed? Four seed? Uh, I think uh, I have it number. right here. It was, it was definitely a number. Yeah. It was definitely – they were uh, – they were ninth seed in both the ACC and the NCAA or the Big East and the NCAA tournament. They were a nine seed. Yeah. Wow. I would not. Crazy. I would not have guessed that. They had to win five games in the Big East tournament. They had to beat DePaul on the opening night. See, you know, the weird thing is that, like, it, it that checks out more from a conference tournament standpoint than it does an NCAA tournament standpoint. I do not remember them coming out of the nine spot. Yeah. Huh. Um, wait, uh, no, that's not, excuse right. me. No, they were the three spot, but I don't, I don't know just why they were number okay. nine ranked in the country. I was just reading that wrong. My okay. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, uh, yeah, I was going to, I, I wasn't going to like that. If that yeah. Was yeah. Um, yeah, they beat Louisville in the big East championship. People forget that. Was that the year that Louisville was, there was one year where I was in Nashville for the SC tournament they were down by 20 and I looked up at the bar and then they were up by 20. That may may have been thirteen. Was that against UConn as well? That may have been twenty thirteen. Um, I don't know who that may have. I don't know who that was against. But that I, I yeah, that, that's just me blasting from the past back to great weather days, drinking outside. I, I you can tell that the Kentucky roll call crew. We've got the March buzz right now. the The final day of February is here. We're just we're ready to get to the fun, the madness that's that's upon us. It's here. It's already arrived. Best time of the sports year, if you ask me. We're going to take our first commercial break. We'll come back. John Calipari had his coach's show last night. We've got some injury updates. We'll update you on everything that he had to say. 
and we probably won't waste too much longer getting on over to the Thornton's text line. You text it on in, we'll read it on air, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. And I said, what about breakfast to Tiffany? She said, I think I remember the film. I miss, I recall, I think the book I liked it. And I said, well, that's the one thing we got. Behold, Simmy, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning! Kentucky Roll Call. Yes! Yes! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1. I know we mentioned it on air yesterday, but Scoots, that Roosters in Clarksville, holy smokes. Oh, do we have to bring it back up? I I spent yesterday so freaking sad. Like, seriously, I'm not doing a bit here. I was literally tore up all day long. It's If I had been there more recently, I think it would be different. But I hadn't been there in two, three months, probably. So if I'd have known that was going to happen yesterday, my gosh, yeah, I would have went this weekend. So, so sad. It is so sad. But Scooch, you you do such a good job making making us smile. Roush, you did like the like the guilty father. Like if I just had been around more, <laughs> if I just had had some pterodactyl wings. I mean, that's that's all I could think about yesterday. Like I was so embarrassed and ashamed of myself that I hadn't been there more recently. <laughs> Well, don't don't beat yourself up over yeah. it, buddy. If we had uh, more than one on this side of the river, I'd be fine. But we don't, and it sucks. I, I do feel horrible for them, though. That location, the the times that I've driven by or been inside had always been pretty packed. And with March Madness right around the corner, IU having their biggest postseason aspirations since probably 13, uh, Kentucky starting to turn it up at the right time, and you know, we talk about we we've talked about businesses over the last several March Madnesses and how it can be such a punch to them, whether it's pandemic related or Kentucky or U of L or IU stinking. But this year, stars were kind of lining for a big march. Hopefully, deep runs by at least one or two or some teams, and uh, that that stinks for them. So that's a bummer. Thinking of them, the uh, the Roosters fire wasn't the only fire yesterday. There was uh, Iroquois Park. The top of the hill was smoking, and all the what? the winds weren't weren't helping either. Yeah, pretty crazy. The sales get out of class early, and just a big old meetup up there. The uh, I actually learned some fun Iroquois Park history over the weekend. That it was uh, bought in the late eighteen eighties by a mayor named Jacob, and it was his last name. And they initially named it Jacob's Folly. Because they thought, like, oh, what a waste of money. But they, they were big on calling things follies back in the day. They thought you overpriced for some land. Um, they ended up changing the name to Iroquois Park a few years later. And uh, Olmstead got his hands on it. But uh, uh, the, the colloquial name, too, was called Burnt Knob. Because uh, early settlers uh, burned a native at the stake up there. 
um, to like prove a point. So pretty, pretty wild stuff. Not trying to make uh, a joke, but burnt knob seems appropriate after yesterday. It, it, it really does. But I mean, crazy that like, oh, this, like you just don't think about how the land was used 250 years ago, but huh. Makes I don't know. It's just I thought it was cool history. Used to contribute to the genocide. <laughs> I did not know that. Did not know that about Jacob's you know. folly. The more you know about Jacob's folly. Um, did they get the? He, did they get the fire under control? Uh, they they seem to have. And then another crazy party yesterday. Uh, from my like, there's tons of just you know. 100-year-old trees that I can look at from my office, and that wind was just killer yesterday. And I was waiting to see, you know, some limbs flying around. There wasn't anything too crazy, and uh, old Frank wasn't feeling good, so I was like, well, we'll take him out on a walk. It's at least warm outside. Uh, we'll, we'll put the blanket over him. He'll be happy. He'll fall back asleep. And we, we get to the Southern Parkway. And he blew away. And there's, a, I mean, an, an enormous, enormous tree that's just completely blocking it didn't reach the roadway, but it blocked our pathway where they have like the little bridle paths. And a neighbor said that we missed it by about five minutes. It was like, oh, well, maybe it was a bad idea to come out here walking the uh, the kids when the, the wind is blowing dead trees over. We got everybody yeah. out here talking about global warming. Can we discuss some global winding? Like, my goodness. We've had some of the windiest days of my life in like the last two weeks. I would actually like to talk talk about some global winding. <laughs> global winding, yeah. You know what? That'll get more people alarmed than global warming. Absolutely. Because I think people are pro-warm. They're like, <laughs> oh, this weather kind of nice. Have you all been keeping up with the Adam and Eve theory? No. No, no. I, I, would, I, I love hearing these, uh, these theories that are maybe a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Non-mainstream. Well, for the record, I'm going to definitely get parts of this wrong. So, uh, admittedly, I'm not getting this 100% accurate. Um, so, take that for what it's worth to our listeners. But it's some theory that, like, supposedly the FBI had marked as classified for the longest time. So, that adds more suspicion to it. Ooh. Like, why did they mark it as classified until this, until like the 80s or something like that? And it's this like scientific theory that the poles, you know, how we have the North Pole and the South Pole, yeah, that they have that they will shift over time. They do. Like, that's 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 factual. Like that's um that or I, should, like, I shouldn't say it's factual, but that's a that's a thing I remember from taking science class. But it happens like frequently or semi frequently, and when it does happen, it's like this apocalyptic event. Like it's catastrophic to the world. There's floods, new land masses form. Like once the dust settles, just the whole geography of the planet is different. And that's why every religion has like a major flood story and every religion has like the end of the world story and, you know, all this other stuff. And that's why there's lost civilizations under the sea and there's, you know, where there used to be where it's like the hottest on earth used to be underwater and like a thriving tropical society and stuff like that. And it's because just, there's been these over what 13 billion years, mm -hmm. there's been multiple ones of them. And the reason why it's interesting scoots. Well, I mean, it's interesting in its own right for a variety of reasons is that like, you know, how many civilizations have there been? Have there even been more advanced civilizations on Earth than us? 
but they've just been totally wiped out by these events. What do you think, Scoots? Mm, I'm going to say no. I don't buy that. And, and Advanced in terms of like technology and all that? Is that what, you're, is that what you mean by that? Because I don't think that would be the case. Like we, you know, potentially there's been more advanced human technology, but it was just all wiped out. Yeah, I, I just don't buy that. I, I feel like humans, granted, I see stupidity every single day of my life. I just feel like humans are the smartest they've ever been right now. And that's due to just learning and living on this planet for so long. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would be completely surprised to learn that. But why didn't any of that? Like stick reach, around. stick around, yeah, and go out to other places. So, because there had to be like, not everybody could have died. You know what I mean? Somebody with knowledge well, of the situation that's going on in that civilization would carry on that that legacy. I would imagine. Maybe that's why we have all the flood stories. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe, um, maybe it did carry on just from like a few, but like not enough where they were able. Because like, think about it this way: Imagine we have some sort of catastrophe on Earth, and like. A thousand people are left on the planet. Society's starting over again. Like we're we're you know just because we have all this infrastructure which could or could not be ruined. Like I don't know how to make internet work. Like I you know I'm an idiot. I don't know how to make anything mm-hmm. work. Hopefully so, somebody survives that does. <laughs> hopefully there'd be enough people that does because it ain't going to be me if that has to happen. <laughs> so maybe it all got wiped away and there's like oh we got to start over again. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I can, I can, I mean, look at all the cool stuff we humans have built over the generate, you know. I don't know the, how that, what? I don't know how that came humans? from Adam and Eve. Well, it's just like an origin story, like a genesis of how the world starts or how civilizations start. And then boom, there's this huge event and then it starts on over Adam and Eve. By the way, did you all see the Adam and Eve Super Bowl commercial? Kind of the same concept. It just it led to everybody living naked. Did you all oh. see that one or no? I don't know if I did that, see that. That was did honestly you, sure you were on the Super Bowl TV show and yeah, not your Twitter page. That was honestly one of my favorite commercials. I think it was Anna Ferris. She was playing Eve and she just like takes a big bite of the apple and she's like, "Uh, Adam." <laughs> and then next thing you know, everybody's living naked. <laughs> And then while we're on conspiracy theories, isn't it interesting how all Apple products have just one little bite taken out of it? Alluding to Adam and Eve. Plus, Apple products, the devil? Maybe. Many people are just now wondering it on their Tuesday morning. Apple products are a sin. Really just gone down this, this rabbit hole today. Just a lot of fun. Is it Wednesday? Getting off topic. <laughs> it's not a Wednesday. No. Hey, no. you know what? We got to do what we got to do. Uh, all right. Cal Perry did speak yesterday. We've got injury updates. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main geist of what he said, there's a lot of people who, the the way that John Calipari, you know, he 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 said many of the similar words that he said before when discussing Xavier Wheeler's ankle, but the way he the way he illustrated it, the, the kind of how he was reflective uh, in talking about everything that Severe's done, he was not—he was not painting a rosy picture of when he could return or if he could possibly return. Yeah, I didn't really like—I didn't—I didn't love it. I didn't love what I was hearing. Uh, I did feel better seeing Kyle Tucker tweet that, like, I—I I will—I expect to see Severe Wheeler 
for UK at some point this season. So that did make me feel better to see him say that. Uh, he's pretty connected, plugged in. On the flip side, you do have Jack Pilgrim, uh, supposedly, allegedly, saying that he's not so sure when we're going to see Severe Wheeler back. But Calipari himself said he did not practice on Monday. That's that in its own right, not necessarily a great sign. And then he went into this kind of rant about, like, he's working so hard to get healthy, and this has been so tough on him. And he's just been, you know, he's done so much for this program, the, the, the few, the couple of years that he's been in the program. And he started talking about just kind of his legacy, just how, how much good he's done since he's been at UK as a basketball player and that stuff. So I found it in, I found that interesting. Not, you know, we don't have to read between the lines too much. UK will either have Wheeler at some point this season or they won't. But I did, I did find it interesting that he took a question about his health, gave an update that wasn't overly optimistic, and then just started talking about like how great of a kid he is. And, you know, I, I don't want to talk about the injury stuff, but I will talk about this stuff. And potentially he did all that just because it is senior day on Wednesday and Wheeler's going to go through that. So right, if right. there ever is a time to talk about big picture stuff with a player, it's before their senior day. But it was it was, it was was interesting. I don't know. I think clearly the dude's got a high ankle sprain. Those are the, one of the worst things that can happen to your ankle, and they can take some time. I just think Kentucky could use the depth for sure. I especially with an SEC tournament run coming up. But uh, here in Cal, doesn't, definitely doesn't seem like we're going to see him Wednesday. I doubt we'd see him Saturday down at Arkansas. That'd be a tough spot to come back to. Uh, so who knows? At least we aren't – this could have very well be a kind of P.J. Washington situation where, oh, is it a boot? What's wrong with his foot? Like, at least we aren't kind of waited on bated breath for him to return like at this point Kentucky's playing well and when he does return it's going to be gravy it's going to be just a a little extra on the top Uh, whether you you prefer to call it gravy you prefer a little whipped cream and cherry with your ice cream I'm I'm, you know big gravy guy Scoots knows Scoots big gravy guy as well but it ultimately feels like something that like you said high ankle sprain those are like four to six weeks and then could get extended this has been three, so, you know, it could be as the SEC tournament. It could be first round. Hell, it, it might not be till last week. Like, it's just very much roll of the dice. He doesn't know. Um, he's hopeful, but is not going to – but he's going to at least try to say as many nice things about Wheeler as he can while he's still here. That That's kind of a, a happy middle ground where – you you kind of plan for the worst, but but hope for the best. Yeah, and you're getting some solid minutes out of the arrow to just be able to give Wallace a breather if he needs one. But it, Cal was asked also like, what's the what's the backup plan if something were to happen to Wallace? And I forget exactly what he said, but he made like he like we're 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 hosed, we're in big trouble. It's not going to be good. Something along those lines, but I forget exactly what his wording was. And I think that's probably true. Even though Thierro can do some nice things, he's got to get a little bit stronger with the ball. He needs to be a little bit more consistent. You you just you need another option. You need you need somebody that can dribble the ball, and that is concerning because we've knock on wood, but it's been a little bit. Um, but Wallace 
was the back spasm kid. And then once he started having some at UK, we find out that like, oh yeah, he's been dealing with those for years, years. So it does make you a little bit nervous, like when that could flare up, could be any time, theoretically, and when UK won't have a trustworthy ball handler. And Cal was asked, like, he went on to answer what you do do, do do, if you do need a backup, and it's probably Antonio Reeves, and he mentioned how he'd use Tyreek Evans at guard and some other stuff. So we'll see, but, but you, yeah, you got to Tyreek Evans was a much stronger ball handler than Antonio Reeves is. I mean, quite quite literally, both yeah. physically and just a better ball handler as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's you, you want to get back to health. If you can get Wheeler back, that's great. Keep crossing your fingers that Wallace can stay healthy. I think Kentucky's shown that the the lineup of healthy players, the players that are currently healthy, your Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, Toppin, Oscar, that is a good college basketball five. That is a good college basketball five that, can certainly beat good teams. Can they beat great teams? We haven't really had a chance to find out. Uh, they So tough, tough to say for sure, but they're playing really well, and you feel pretty solid about that five up against most fives. Maybe not any five, but most fives. But this is the time of the year bodies wear down. People mm-hmm. get tired. You're playing multiple games, multiple days. He mentioned CJ, kind of talked more about just what he was going through through his injury, how tough it was to breathe, stuff that we've talked about here on Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, but did mention it was nice to have him back, but alluded to just like he was not ready on Saturday. He looked over at Cal, said he needed a break at one point. So slowly but surely, but at least he's able to go out there and provide some minutes. Um, so there's your injury updates. And Ooh. Hey, here we need to have – you mentioned Kyle Tucker's insight. We need John Wong's too. Wonderful counselor or endless psychobabble. Dr. Calipari seems to be pushing all the right emotional buttons. Good stuff. John Wong, what a guy. That's 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 good stuff. Uh, all right. Anything else that he said? Uh, he does seem concerned about the Vanderbilt game. Uh, just from Which his tone. fair, yeah. Uh, you got to beat Vanderbilt at the end of the day. I, I get you could be concerned about this game coming off a huge win. Arkansas kind of looming. You've been playing so well. This could be a possibility just to kind of let your hair down and not not play 110%. But it's Vanderbilt. You got to find a way to win it. Um, they're, a, they're a tricky team. Really, they had an undefeated February with the exception of the loss to LSU, one of the worst teams in the league, weirdly enough. But uh, all those wins, mostly against middle of the pack, bottom of the conference. They didn't beat anybody too amazing during that stretch. I think they did beat Auburn. But uh, they're playing well. That LSU game is a little bit head-scratching. But they have the type of big – stop me if you've heard this before. They've got the type of big that can give Oscar some trouble. He's long. He's athletic. Interestingly enough, he is probably going to be okay. They've been moving Oscar away from the basket. Liam Robbins probably going to be okay staying out with them, yep, moving yep. out with them as well. So this could be a good game for driving lanes, for all the other guards. Uh, this will need to be a big top-in game. I don't know yeah. if they're going to – who's the other big goober that they had that started in the five? More Harden. Up. Whoever that guy was. You know, if they they still like to play him some. If they put him on top and top and needs to feast. So you got some other guys, but we can talk more about the X's and O's with that game tomorrow. Yeah, it um the the Liam Robbins though is because that I mean he he wasn't playing the last game and he's been on a tear ever since. 
They've won six out of their last seven games. Uh, and Liam Robbins is averaging like 20 and nine during that time. Uh, the other night he had five block shots. So he's talented. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did not tune into all of the action from the John Calipari show. But um, yeah, sad. It's uh, we're, we're in the swan song of it now. Usually get some uh, some fun hijinks throughout the year. Listen to Coach Cal. Well, now we won't have to listen to him talk down to us every Monday evening. I can hang out with my kid or do something yeah. more productive. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, nothing worse than fair weather fans in January. However, does Kentucky need to go on a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run for us not to rinse and repeat next year when Cal picks up some early season losses? It seems we go through the same thing every year. Uh, you'll have people that will whine and be really annoying about this year whenever it ends. But I do think if, if UK made a Final Four, I think the – off season would be much calmer, and mm-hmm. I do think next, like November and December, if UK picked up a head scratching loss or did something similar to this past season where they just couldn't go get it going against good teams, I do think a Final Four run would kind of keep everybody chill. Um, but really, anything less than that, it'll probably be obnoxious, and and then it'll just get more obnoxious to the level the further or the earlier UK's exit is. So. If it's not, if they get if they don't make it past the first weekend, that will not be good. If they do make it past the first weekend and make it to the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight, that will be better. But even then, it'll get some annoying. It'll you know you'll get people that will be really loud about stuff. Uh, but it'll Final Four, I think, would would make for a much more calmer summer for UK fans. Yeah, and I will say the concerns this year felt more justified because having the Bahamas trip, we anticipated this team being further along, having so many returning players. We anticipated that this team wouldn't need this, this long runway to be prepared. And I know they had to deal with injuries, particular Oscar, but like it just, uh, I, there's always those people out there that just like, they just don't like Cal. That's, that's nothing new. That's been happening ever since he got here. It's, just we we got to deal with it but i do think that it's fair as fans to be mad after you lost some of the games you lost i mean they opened sec by getting their ass kicked by missouri by freaking missouri so like i i don't you know i the the people who are doing the i told you so thing right now like yeah it's cool but like you know we were really ticked off after the losses but that doesn't make us any worse fans that just makes us fans yeah, I uh, here. I didn't think that we were necessarily going to get into this. Um, people, it, it's with anything with UK fans. People took it over the top. There were people that were incredibly, uh, whether or not it was fair criticism or not, it was just annoying. It was obnoxious. It was too loud. Um, but there were fair, there was fair criticism to be had, and there were concerns about where UK stood. Uh, if they were going to make the tournament, if they were going to do this, that, or the other. And I do think that, that, and the same will be for next year. You know, if Kentucky is being projected on the wrong side of the bubble, people are going to have some questions or not. I just, I do think you got to let a season play out every so often. And you try to say that, and it's tough to do it in radio. It's tough to do it if you're in the media because you're having to write on this stuff constantly and you have to talk about what things are and how things stand in the moment. But it's just, 
I do. I think sometimes we forget that Calipari has built up the benefit of the doubt for being able to figure things out. Well, However, and, and, it just has been a little bit. See, and that's that's the really what got us to where we were in January was because he had built up the benefit of the doubt for so long. But it's the the not winning a tournament game since 2019 that starts to slowly erode, and people forget that feeling that he gave us all so often early on in the Calipari tenure, that that feeling of winning in March. And that's that's really all we want. Well, you are the reason for the negativity in the UK fan base. Yeah, I, I like many people have said. Um, uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, we're going to take... Uh, uh, oh, I do have some good news, though. Mike Rutherford does have the, the realest sports show on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. That's great. Yeah, he tweeted out a card chronicle, so we can get the truth. Yeah, I meant to say that they they did say they're gonna. It'll be on YouTube every time. Yeah, we'll be back for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. We're on Big X Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. It's Taco Tuesday. Check out Salsaritas, one of their two locations in Louisville. St. Matthew's right off Hubbard's near the railroad track. And then Middletown, it's out in Middletown on Shelbyville Road. It's got a drive through Both locations, great. You can get a quesadilla, a burrito, wildly addictive chips. Keep them in mind for any of your catering needs. The weather's getting warmer. You may be doing some outdoor picnics. You may be starting to plan, make some of your derby plans. Keep Salsaritas in mind, even for a derby. It'll be here before you know it. Salsaritas, it's deliciously different. Check them out today, uh, and I could really go for wildly addictive chips right now. Fun first hour, pretty nonsensical first hour. Uh, we're going to focus more on the Thornton's text line in hour two and whatever else these these fellas have, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. I've got nothing. Fresh out. What else is new there, though, you know? <laughs> Fair point. What do you think? Spears, Spears uh, started the week yesterday with some pitch count talk. Nice. That means or, we won't have to deal with that today. Perfect. Pitch clock, I should say. Pitch count talk. Pitch clock talk. Love it. Weekend of sports. IU gets a ginormous win. Kentucky blows out Auburn U of L loses again he starts the week talking about the pitch clock he's a he's a baseball guy that arguably for John Spears that the pitch clock incidents from this weekend were probably bigger news for him than than the basketball games I love it I love it this is who we, he is. Uh, we got the cats in the top 25 too first time since oh, what the calendar year welcome back cats yeah oh suck it scoots you of all people you're the one to talk. That was that was genuine. Welcome back, cats. Uh, I, think, I think I think you're... It was, yeah, I think it was genuine. 
I don't know. I think there was some some smarm and a I tinge think of smarm. Maybe a little bit of smarm. A little decent amount of smarm. <laughs> uh, first time since week eight, eight, the cats are back, which is uh, good. Trended in the right direction. Do you think a a one in one week beat Bandy, lose at Arkansas? Do they stay in the top twenty five? You two? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably right around where they are. Yeah, I would say so too. Maybe drop one or two, maybe drop down to 25, but yeah, I think they would stay in. Yeah, I don't know. I, on the one hand, a lot of people didn't have them on their ballots, so and I think maybe some of those people just kind of forgot. They're like, oh, hey, Kentucky's playing better. So I do think they'll probably, yeah, I bet they'll probably stay in, as long as it's not like a 30-point loss to Arkansas. If it's, if it's respectable, I think they would stay in. But 0-2 oh, week, uh, that's uh, definitely not. Nope, nope, nope. Would not be good. Uh, Oscar Shibway was also named SEC Player of the Week. Missed three shots in two 20-point games. I mean, that's nuts. I'm okay with Oscar being named Player of the Week just because you throw in the rebounding numbers. He obviously uh, had such such an efficient week. But how does Brandon Miller not get SEC Freshman of the Week? That is wild. They probably are just tired of giving it to him because they they've it, it was the Brandon Miller of the week award there yeah, for a they, while. Yeah, they've they've passed it around a little bit. I wonder how many Brandon Miller has won. But he averaged thirty three and seven. Thirty three oh, and man. seven. Yeah. You can't not give it to a guy who averages thirty three and seven. And realistically, it probably should have been player of the week, not just freshman of the week. Probably player of the week. But what it definitely shouldn't have been was nothing of the week. But this clearly is them just being like, we do not want to have to deal with our mentions. Yeah, We do not want to have to deal with pushback from this. Uh, Oscar had a great week. Nick Smith had a great week. We'll give it to those guys. But uh, Nick Smith did not have a better week than Brandon Miller. I can promise you that. 33-7 and and nothing. SEC, you need to be better than that. I get it. It's it's kind of weird. You probably would rather just avoid it. But you need to give the dude his award. Yeah, they, they definitely were trying to avoid their mentions. Um, or at least get his buddy <laughs> to come bring it to him. Right, right. <laughs> As if everybody didn't make that joke 1,300 times. No, yeah. Yep, that was um, ah, good joke, good joke, good joke. Um, did you see the uh, did, did you see the Devin Leary news? No. He told uh, Matt Hayes from Saturday on South that he's, he's going to be good to throw spring practice they're going to put him on a throw count um because there's no reason to threaten any sort of re-injury but he's feeling good ahead of rehabilitation schedule and so he's going to be on throw count which uh, is significant that he's going to be able to uh i actually think it is the best of both worlds because he'll be able to develop a rapport with his receivers but also the the qb2 competition is what's most significant this spring do you have a quality backup so those guys are going to be able to get a good chunk of the reps while he's on this throw count um so yeah best best of both worlds for kentucky this spring practice which begins uh uh, six days from now next monday and it all all the action starts that is good news happy to hear it uh i think the expectation is that in the fall he'll be totally healthy so just sounds like things are moving in the right direction there Mm -hmm. Uh, I, it's a bummer we won't see him in the spring game because there is no spring game. So. Yeah. But maybe in the little practice things. 
maybe you'll get some good just 15 minutes of him just letting it rip. Let's do it. The only thing they fun. really can't, that's the only thing they can do. I bet they'll probably have uh, some sweet video packages too. We're going to, uh, we're going to get a lot of slow most spirals flying through the air with like a Dane key catch. All for it. Worth getting excited about. A texter on the Thornton's text line says the Roosters is completely burnt. It's a total loss. They were not exaggerating. It's, nope. Uh, it is. <sighs> Uh, another texture says, if you like roosters, you need to try Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Great wings, pizza, cold beer, sleeper Philly cheesesteak as well. Not even, still, not even close. Is Bubba's still a sponsor? No. So Bubba's can suck it. It's no roosters. Well, their their menu's not family-friendly priced like roosters. They could, they could be back someday, but, you know. Well, for now, they could suck it. I just, I just can't see a Bubba's 33 because I didn't realize it was a chain until I – Drove through Indiana recently, and um, every time I just hear Jim Coyle's voice, pizza, burgers, burgers, <laughs> bubbles, beers, burgers, pizza. For the coldest beer uh, in town. Texas says, I can say with 100% confidence there will be zero repercussions for my cousin on the LMPD. We will make sure you get home safe. You all have my number. Let's make it happen. Could be the new drunk driving PSA for the state. Oh, that's a great, that's a great way to spin it. Scoots, he's he's reaching out saying, "Let's make this happen." I'm what in. No, I'm in. It, let let sports die down first. Let me get some free time uh, in my life. Should be near the end of March into April. Yeah, I'm sure we could make that happen. People forget we one time had a KRC meetup. <laughs> Funny enough, if you find this stuff funny or not, but. Uh, when Kentucky was a two seed playing a 15 seed. Imagine if we had done that last year, done a KRC meetup for, mm. for a two seed playing a 15 seed. That would have just been a disaster. Oh, man. Rash, we, were, we were just so innocent. Like, we did that uh, and we didn't even, like, it didn't even cross our minds that Kentucky could lose that day. And they I mean, didn't. it really wasn't even until overtime that it crossed my mind that they could lose that game. Well, I was talking about when we did the KRC watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, – who? Like, it didn't even cross our conscience that, like, hey, should we do this just in case in the off chance UK were to lose? Oh, there was, it was 100% confidence we were winning that game, and they did. It was Abilene Christian, is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, and Kentucky took care of business. It was you know, maybe, like, for eight minutes or something, it was threatening. But just imagine if we had done that last year. It would have been a total disaster. That was miserable, hmm. being out in public for that. It was horrible. Uh, but anyways, you know, chance at redemption this year. A texture says, it turns out Roush is the negative UK toxic media member. Bum, bum, bum. Roush, it's amazing <clears throat> audio. It really should be played. Another person says, Roush? Oh, boy. Poor Roush. Well played, Matt. Brilliant. 4D chess, some call it succession level stuff. That was perfect. Some sarcasm there, obviously. Don't like Nick use like that. Uh, roll call fan for a life. What he's referencing, uh, we talked about on the show after it happened. And it's not Cal. Um, it was the Severe Wheeler takes. Because I was hard on Severe Wheeler. And I even came after the show after I deleted the tweet. And it was like, yeah, shouldn't have done that. Put my hand up. Um, so that's, so yeah. why you, that's why you deleted it is because he made you delete it. No, no. That's what he uh, said. 
he uh, texted me and said, ah, that's probably a bad idea. You should, you, 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 it's a bad idea. And I was like, yeah, you're right. No need to get into that right now. And uh, I deleted it. Oh, it makes me not think of highly of your decision to delete it, knowing that you were forced to delete it. <laughs> I was not forced to delete it. There was an audio clip on Kentucky Sports Radio yesterday of Matt Jones saying, if anybody in the Kentucky Sports Radio sphere is negative, it's Nick Roush. That KSR gets a lot of criticism for being negative, and the only person in the KSR sphere who's negative is Nick Roush. Thus, Nick, you are responsible for the negativity that's thrown at KSR's way. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, you got me. You got me. Um it, it it is kind of funny though because uh, I wasn't listening at the time. I was uh, dealing with sick baby, and uh, I thought I was going to get brought up because I wrote the uh, archaic offense thing and you know used a few potty words that were direct quotes from Jeff Goodman quite a bit. So I thought I was getting in. Uh, I don't want to say in trouble, but I thought that's why I was getting all of the the text messages, and it's actually for the opposite reason. Too negative. Well, that's a hilarious thing to pin that on you. Uh, the, just want just wild, a wild blind shot thrown your way. But I can take them, and because the thing is, is like I said off the top, uh, you you get with me, it's a hundred percent me. I'm going to be a fan a hundred percent of the time. I'm going to be loud and obnoxious when they're bad, and I'm going to be loud and obnoxious when they're good. And that, that's what you get with me. It's just hard um, for me to hear the the negative comment because Roush. Generally, I feel like you're one of the more positive people that I've come across in my life. Yeah, and the the biggest thing is I just I I don't care. I don't you know fine by me. Uh, I I just I'm the the stuff that I've made it abundantly clear that is has never bothered me that it has been a talking point. Like I just I hate the the kind of meta conversation that has been taking place over you know and it, it it's just it's not fun it's not fun to do the he said she said and get split up over semantics when the semantics aren't even always accurately portrayed like it's just not it's just not fun i mean who cares Kentucky won by 40 like i don't care that cal took a pot shot after the game at media cal's been taking pot shots at the media for 14 years like that's what he does and so i'm gonna let him do it and i'm gonna be happy that he's doing it because that means he's winning cal is much better when he's winning and taking pot shots at the media than when he is when he's losing. And uh, like like th those, I was more upset that he was just not, like that he was just ending his press conference after three minutes and I had nothing to write about. And it was just like listless Cal. Like that isn't a Cal I know. Like I, I would much rather him talk trash to me than give me nothing to talk about uh, because that's my job. It's what I enjoy doing. And I'm happy to be doing for the last... 11 years now or so? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, you do a good job of it. I don't think that you're the negative aspect of the KSR sphere. And it's also hilarious that in the even story that he told, it didn't even have to do anything with Calipari, um, which, of course, that's not just, just misunderstood. Totally uh, miss the comments that the other radio show makes just misunderstood. Nobody, well, nobody, nobody gets them. And that, but that, but you know what? It's a, it's also not to say that I'm not um, 
that I haven't been negative with John Calipari because after that Georgia game, I I was very clear. It's like, how is this team going to make the NCAA tournament? They just have to basically win out. And you know what they've done? They've, I don't think they've lost since that game. Have they? They have not. Yeah. It just completely shocked me. So happy, happy to be wrong about that take. Yeah. It's funny. It's just like, I don't know. There a lot of, is there every UK media, for the most part, gets along, has fun. You, you, especially some of the younger, like newer people on the beat. It's just kind of fun to see them. But you just can't help but feel like, yeah, the the, the negativity of all this gets annoying. Like it's UK basketball, and it's the most fun time of the year, and they get their biggest win. But once again, Cal didn't say the right things the exact way that he needed to say them. When. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says the best part of the Cal media drama is the media response. KSR complained that we couldn't even enjoy a huge win because of his comments. We're simultaneously spending 30 minutes of the show whining about it. And he ended and, and Matt ended his postgame show on Saturday saying how Cal's a big whiner and he did nothing but whine Saturday after UK won, which I found to be a bit ironic. Kirby says, Taking my son Graham to all-you-can-eat crab legs at Riverhouse for his eighth birthday tonight, Scoots. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, Ooh, that that sounds like fun. I I still remember trying to eat crab when I was young, like the first time we were at a buffet that had them, and I was it was way too much work, way too much work. Nicely done, Kirby. Hope it went well for you. I told Kirby to suck down a few crab legs for me. Hopefully, he obliged. But. Uh, <laughs> Kirby, thanks for texting in. Hopefully, Graham had a great eighth birthday. You did it, Graham. Uh, texter says, Will Levis, 40 times set at 4.73. How are we feeling about that, fellas? Over, under? I want to add him to my Anthony Richardson over 4.45 time pick. Sorry, I sound like a degenerate betting on 40 times. I hope Roush can at least appreciate this, LOL. Oh, thanks. I can't and appreciate he, that. He's yeah. going to work out, Roush. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, exciting because, I mean – both the NBA and the NFL combines would be a lot of fun if everybody was involved in it. And that's not always the case, but there's so much uncertainty with these quarterbacks that everybody, but Bryce young is like, I'm in. Um, so it, it's, it's going to make for a fun Saturday night, which, you know, uh, did, did we need Saturday in prime time? I would much rather be doing something else than my Saturday, but nevertheless, uh, I, 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 that's a great line because I don't think Levis is 4-8 slow. Like, I, I feel like you have to take under on that because I just – I I could see him finishing somewhere in the 4-7 range, but not any – he 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 just looks uh, – the way he plays on the field looks faster than 4-8, which is about, like, tight end – like a slow tight end speed. So, like, I, I feel like he runs faster than that. So, I, I, I would think you got to go for it. I would be a little worried about Richardson 4-4-5, uh, going quicker than that because I, I also think that like he would be like a four fiver. Um, but you know that's that's me just kind of spitting in the wind there. That's all gambling is, anyways. It's so funny that it's over fractions of a second. And the worst part is, is this stuff can get corrected too. Uh, I forgot who it was. It was like Wandale had a. There, there oh, was yeah. one day of the combine last year where. I mean, Wandale had an insane number, and then they ended up correcting it later. 
Um, and it was it was still good, but it wasn't as good. And like the whole day, the unofficial times were just so wrong. And so you would get all hyped for these times, and then it's like, oh, actually, that was that was off by you know a half second here or there, which is a lot. It's a lot when you're talking about four two nine versus four three six. You know, big difference. Texter says, "Are we sure Scooch wasn't lying about the Walmart escapades? I think he's a virgin. Platties and some raunchy chips equals bad breath. Refusing to use deodorant is very suspect. Scooch probably smells like Whopper juice. Yeah, it is kind of weird. You don't use deodorant. That is weird. I, I don't refuse to use deodorant. I just don't need to use deodorant. Sorry, I'm not stinky like everyone else. And basically, you're right, Texter. I am at this point a born again virgin. So correct. <laughs> we need to get you uh, one of those rings." Is it a chastity ring? A purity <laughs> ring. Purity ring. I'd rock it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. Oh. <laughs> no, never mind. He's not going to make that joke. A texter says, I don't know if I can handle letting sister. I don't know if I, if I can mentally handle letting Sister Jean down. Oh, uh, yeah. So if you missed it, Sister Jean picking the cats to win it all. She doesn't even need to see the bracket. She, uh, we're on a mission from God. I just hope this premonition is as true as Oscar's premonition last year. Oh man, can we just not have like religious uh, incidents surrounding our basketball team around March? Just at least this one's better, I guess. We're, we're going in the right direction. I don't know. It kind of seems like she's losing it. Also, she picked us to win it all. It's going to happen. We're on a mission from God. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Bobby Regan just tweeted out the quote and said, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> I like that Scooch said she's losing that. She's like 102. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Like, she is now is a great time to publish a memoir right before March Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Who Who's she a team of? Loyal uh, Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, they're bad this year. The Ramblers. That Not the same with Porter Moser. She, I think she realized, like, ah, I'm not going to be on camera this year. Here's a good way to. What league did they move to? They moved to the A10, and yeah, it's a little it's been, weird. It's been like a disaster for them. They've been yeah. horrible ever since that move. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help that they lost Porter Mosier, but they were just a better – the A10 is – I get it. It's technically a step up because Creighton and Wichita State are no longer in the Valley, but still, it just – not a great fit, Chicago team in the Atlantic 10. Yeah, I guess when it happened, I thought it'd be fine, but – it is what it is. But at least she's staying in the news. Uh, seems like she's in solid health, as, as healthy as you can be at that age. And she's a big fan of the Cats. I feel like she's picked Kentucky before. Maybe I'm mistaken. But I, I think just when UK was probably going to play her, if they don't lose to Bruce frickin' Weber in Kansas State and just a, one of the worst Kentucky basketball losses of all time, I think that that got her like kind of fixated on UK because I think a lot of UK fans gave her a lot of attention that weekend. But I'm all for it. We'll take all the good vibes and extra help we can get. It's actually the only team she can remember at this point. I mean, you're right. You're such a just, hater today, Scoot. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> you peanut butter and jelly over there? She's old. IU? She's old. She's losing it. Doesn't remember Scoot's anything. Not, Scoot's out here not respecting his elders. Just <laughs> breaking Ten Commandments left and right I, on today. I respect my elders. I just don't respect my way elders. Whoa, Scoot. <laughs> Jeez, not your finest moment here, buddy. I'm going to send this clip to old uh, Opa. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what Opa She'll whoop your ass. Opa, Opa, Box your ears for it. Oma and Opa are 35 years younger than Sister Jean. 
<laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, Scoots. All right, one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. When we return, we'll keep on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. And I'll do anything you ever dream to be complete. Your pieces are nothing that This is Creed, and he is in charge of something. That right? is correct. Say hi to the kids. Hi, kids. Yay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Have you ever seen a foot with four toes? Yeah. What are you doing? Welcome back to one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. As we mentioned, Bellarmine advances to the A-Sun quarterfinals, and they take on Liberty tonight at 7 o'clock. L's senior night home finale on a miserable season is at 9 o'clock, so stay up late for that one. They host Virginia Tech. One they could theoretically get. Virginia Tech's not the, the best team in the world. They're, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. They are 10.5-point favorites over Louisville. Uh, and then no matchup between ranked opponents tonight, which is a little bit of a bummer. But there are some big SEC implication games. Tennessee takes on Arkansas in a game that has some some meaning for SEC standings and SEC tournament picture next week in Nashville. Uh, uh, Scoots Hoosiers play only five point favorites against Iowa. Oh, we are favorites. Nice. You didn't think you'd be favorites at home. Uh, I thought we were probably going to be favorites, but I didn't think it'd be five. So that's pretty cool. Oh, Fran versus assembly hall refs. Good luck, Fran. Good. Is he going to last the entire game? Hope not. I don't want to see him. I think IU's going to roll. I think you're probably right, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. I mean, especially because Iowa plays no defense at all. If you're incredibly confident in the Cats, then you should be rooting for Ole Miss tonight because if Texas A&M has an 0-2 week and the Cats go 2-0, and UK would get the two-seed in the SEC tournament. Uh, so a slightly different draw than the three seed, obviously. Most importantly, you're not playing at 9.30 on Friday evening. You get that 7 o'clock game, which people like a little bit better. But uh, they play at Ole Miss tonight, A&M five-point favorites in that game. So there's a little look at your college basketball schedule tonight. What do you got, Scoots? Sorry, I'm just unmuted. I don't have anything. <laughs> My bad. Unbelievable. All right, let's get back to the Thornton's text line. I do want to tell you about Shady Rays. It's the number one place to go for sunglasses, polarized sunglasses, from a Kentucky-based company that is making an impression worldwide. And part of it is because of their broken loss, just want another pair, plan, promise, plan, whatever you want to call it. If you break them, you lose them something happens to them, or you just want your order, you pay a small processing fee, just a fraction of your overall price, just a small processing fee to get your order resent to you. 
So you get all the sunglasses that you had previously ordered. They'll come right back your way. That's the special deal Shady Rays has going on. So kind of buying two, two for one. Get one, buy one, get one sort of deal going on with Shady Rays with the small processing fee. Of course, they do a 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So if you get them and they end up not being what you were looking for, they make it really, really easy. These are two things that we've done at our house. We've done the lost, broken, replacement, promise, return. That's been great. And we've just done the 30-day money-back guarantee, which is really, really easy as well. So great stuff going on at Shady Rays. The best thing is that you can save 25% when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. So do that. Save yourself some money. Big exit checkout for 25% off. And shout out to Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com to learn more. Texon? Let's let's head to it. What do we yeah, got? Yeah, let's get to this Thornton's Texon. Um, one person says, I don't understand how we're still seen as an eight seat. Looking at the four and fives, I don't see how we are not on that line. The current four seeds were Virginia, Miami, Iowa State, Yukon. Um, who all have similar quad? You got a four and five quad one record, seven and four, eight and nine, six and five. The five seeds, two and two quad one. Uh, six, yeah, they're li- they're listing current minorities yeah, four and five seeds and giving us their records in quad one games and some other little caveats, maybe some quad three losses, quad four losses, stuff like that. Point is, UK's resume is closer to a four or five seed than it is eight or nine. And I agree. I mean, I, I agree. I think it is. I think you're starting to see more bracketologists move UK yeah. up a little bit. It's creeping towards your masters. six prediction yeah. than, than I, I the still, eight nine. Yeah. I still, I still feel good about the six. Um, I bet that's what it'll be come Selection Sunday. Our boy Shelby Mass is still a little behind the times, but he'll get there. You'll get there. I believe in them. Was it you who made the prediction that they're either going to make a big stink about the quad four loss or it's not going to matter at all? Yeah. Yeah. They'll have some quote where it's like, well, yeah, that really kept them from, we we couldn't look past it. And it'll be like, oh my gosh, there's one game, get over it. Or it'll be like, you know, did you, they had that quad four? And they'll be like, yeah, it was just one game. We didn't, uh, we weren't going to keep them from, it'll probably just be however they're portrayed with their seeding. Like if UK is portrayed to be seeded too high, then you'll probably have a quote similar to that. If it's like, well, you know, Kentucky, they finished the season scorching hot and they're an eight seed. See, and that's the that that's where a lot of this comes into. There is going to be some human element to how they finish. And um, I saw that Lenardi, he also picked Kentucky to win out and uh, – or not necessarily win out, but he picked him to win the SEC tournament. So if that happens, like I know we mocked the selection committee for saying it doesn't matter, but I do think they'll have – some recency bias and maybe give Kentucky some benefit of the doubt that might not be there with that quad four loss on their resume. And it's also not impossible when it comes to the SEC tournament that Kentucky could have Alabama, Arkansas, and Tennessee on the away from them where you're only going to end up having to play one of them and it would be on a Sunday. Uh, that would be amazing. But so much of if Kentucky, you know, Kentucky's draw, or if I can pick them to win the SEC tournament, it's going to come down to what their draw looks like, and we just don't really know exactly what it is. Too much is left on the table right now. Uh, if Missouri were to lose to LSU, that would lock up the three seed for UK, but that game is not till after UK plays Vanderbilt, so you theoretically we will have already known if UK is locked up it's three spot or not. So nothing nothing can be locked in stone with UKC this evening. 
They'll have to wait till tomorrow where they control their own destiny against Vanderbilt. But there's a chance it could be a really nice draw. There's also a chance you could get Arkansas on Friday night, which would not be as nice of a draw. So totally up in the air right now. Another text on the Thornton's text line. It's uh, Billy Big Blue. Rash's childhood sounds like they kept things from him, like the Truman Show. It's it's so true. I'm not so sure. Like, what else are they keeping from you to this day? You have to wonder, Roush. I mean, it's also not not surprising that um, you know parents kept like a, more adult materials away from their kids. Like, oh, that's it's not surprising. A, all right, it's surprising <laughs> in a big the, way. The uh, the funniest one was whenever my mom found out that video games had ratings um, because I was like playing Vice City on the oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was either Vice City or I also had a Scarface video game. Uh, a lot of fun. What was the content of the Scarface video game? What was the goal? It was very similar to Grand Theft Auto where you were, you know, trying to get your territories in line. There was a lot of F-bombs in it because that's what Tony Montana says. But uh, it was a fun game. You would kind of like pimp out your house. I mean, just, yeah, basically a Grand Theft Auto, but you were Tony Montana. So that, but your mom wasn't happy when she found out about these ratings. Yeah, but it was, and then it was too late. Uh, it's too late. I was at least smart enough to know, like, okay, well, she's let me play this, but I gotta, gotta be careful, you know. Can't be honking the horn at some ladies on Vice City when she's around. <laughs> oh, these car, this car just has hydraulics, mom. <laughs> A uh, texter says, it sounds like your mother really cared about you, and she did a good job. A texter says, good morning, gentlemen. Alex from Colga here, finishing up the pod this morning. I unfortunately was not overserved platy Saturday. It's far more embarrassing. Those texts were sent right as I was going to bed, flying high after the Auburn win, but my wife making fun of me for texting you all so much and harassing me to go to bed. With that said, I didn't exactly read over it before sending it. Yikes. To cap it off, my wife sent me this meme in an attempt to make fun of me, but I loved it, so joke's on her. I know memes aren't great for radio, but I hope you enjoy it, too. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. It's uh, I think this is from Bubble Boy, and Jake Gyllenhaal says, I made a new friend. Mom says, real or host of a podcast? And then it turns Jake Gyllenhaal, host of a podcast. <laughs> we are your friend, Alex from Colga, and you can tell your wife that she can just suck it, buddy. And yeah. that we are your real friends, and we are host of a radio show, not a podcast. I guess Roush does host a podcast. Well, I'm you're hardly committed not hosting to one. any podcast. Oh, yeah, but it's hardly committed. Hardly committed, I think, is currently not functioning. So currently not a host. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is functioning anymore. I'm sure we could fire it back up. Ron Mercer and Derek Anderson both signed with Masterpiece Sports Agency in 1999 and were featured in Thug Girl music video. Ooh, I didn't know that. All that's news to me, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Pretty neat. Dude, how, does, how, does this, how does the song Thug Girl go? I, it's funny you ask, because I was actually just sitting here thinking, I don't think I know a single Masterpiece song. I really don't either. Maybe if I heard it in passing, I'd be like, oh, that's Masterpiece. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't. I can't name one. Make them say, Ooh. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that one. Cause like my nineties, my nineties uh, hip hop uh, repertoire. You got you know like the Chronic, you know, um, little Snoop Dogg. Uh, I, I I did get deep into the Tupac catalog. Uh, 
So I, you, you can go pretty far on that one. Um, but yeah, maybe a little bit of public enemy mix in there. Uh, but mostly just the hits. And I don't, I don't know how many of those, I don't know how many master P hits are still getting played 20 some odd years later. So not like, you know, if you were playing, uh, uh, regulators like that, that one, Mr. Warren G that, that, that one's still, still making the rounds quite a bit. I don't, I don't think we have very many master P songs that are still making the rounds. No, he's making hits on WBNA weekly now. Yep. The realest sports show. The truth. Houses in the South End don't have offices. Nice try, Dweeb Roush, says my texter. <laughs> oh, I missed the John text. Yeah, no offices, just above ground pools. For business gets done. John here. Happy Tuesday morning, everyone. I hope this day goes by fast. Only one more day, and then we'll be game time. Hey, you guys all think this should be an easy game at home. I do believe it should be, but I know at times if a team gets things going pretty good, they can sometimes start to look at the next game on the schedule instead of the one in front of them. But I believe this team is locked in for a big run that people will talk about in the sports world for a long time to come. So I think they'll be fine. Do you all have any concerns? We'll got to go talk to you later. I've got some concerns of Vandy. We'll talk more about the game X's and O's tomorrow. It's a game UK 110% should take advantage of, and that's what I come back to. If we think this team's going to do anything in March, well, baby, the calendar tomorrow says March, so it's time to start doing some things. And one of those things wouldn't be losing at home on senior day to Vanderbilt. But this team has been inconsistent, although it seems like they've maybe turned a corner on the consistency, hopefully, maybe, we'll see. Uh, and just should take care of business. It doesn't have to be pretty for all 40 minutes, but you need to do enough where you're not sweating it out at the final four, uh, final four under four timeout. We'll get to that tomorrow, though, more analysis. But I, I think Kentucky should take care of business. But Bandy's a tricky team. Uh, they, they, you know, you don't have the February they have unless you're getting some things right. Yeah, especially with. Like we said, Liam Robbins down there. Uh, Who did not play in Nashville. He was injured, and this will be Oscar's first go against him. There's there's another crazy Dan Snyder article out there today that people are – NFL folks that have followed are tweeting out details, and I'm sure it's going to be the talk of the combine. So, uh, What's, What's the gist of it? Well, there's one of the crazy details was that uh, that Rovell just tweeted out. He charged the team four point five million dollars to put the Redskins logo on his own plane, which is just crazy. Uh, but a fifty-five million dollar loan um, is is what kind of drew the Fed the Feds into this investigation, uh, and it's it's more details of the Feds investigation of Dan Snyder's football team. Because um, it sounds like he was going to put it up. He was trying to sell it, uh, but wouldn't initially. And uh, yeah, so ba- basically, they're just trying to uncover as much dirt to, to force his hand to sell it. That's what it feels like. The owners seem like a real doggy dog world there. The, the leak stories on one another, mm-hmm. leak stories on coaches, just uh, wild stuff for all those billionaires. Millionaires, billionaires. Texter says, very dumb theory. There would be fossils of advanced humans and evidence of their achievements. Dinosaur fossils are millions of years old and still around. It's uh, another great sounds point. Like it, sounds like it's Trippy Tuesday. But they, we found some underwater civilizations before. Yeah, but we didn't find any like cool technology down there with them. You know? 
yeah, but I think like the most recent one will would have been they suggest potentially even like before the dinosaurs that like dinosaurs are from a reset already that has happened. Hmm. Not buying it. I don't know. I don't know, but I do fall into the belief that like we probably we probably really don't know anything about space or maybe even our own Earth like we think we do. That would, be my, that would be my guess. A texture says, "Did you all hear Masterpiece takes on the cards?" Wolf. He oh. he thinks that they pass too much when they're losing. That was that was kind of his big take about how things can be better. Too much hmm. passing when trailing. And his point was, they just need to speed up a little bit. But hey, you know what? Keep it simple, stupid. Man, I admittedly have not watched the cards enough to have strong takes about them because who wants to watch that team? I also feel, man, I was talking to one of my buddies and he was just like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really paid, missed quite a few games this year and it doesn't really bother me. It's like, yeah, you can't, can't really be bothered about it when it's that bad. Texter says, Matt said yesterday that Roush had one of the few takes about Cal during the struggles that he regretted having the KSR name attached to. Not totally what he said, but we already did talk about that today on Kentucky Roll Call. And yeah, Roush, said it had, Roush said it had nothing to do with Calipari, that take. It was a severe Wheeler take, which we have talked about here on this show a good deal. And uh, since then, Wheeler was so mad about Roush's take, he hasn't wanted to play. Uh, another texture says, where's the Cal go to Texas sign? That guy should be publicly shamed. Shame, shame, shame. This story, the season needs to play out, and hopefully it plays out. UK winning, and everybody happy, and no drama, and everybody's. But that that could be like you know the week. Couldn't you see that being yeah, the story around the, the week four. before a Final Four, where yeah. it's like we caught up with Texas fan guy, and does he still get, want him to go to Texas? Yeah, you get that. Oh, actually, isn't the Final Four in Texas? Uh yeah yeah it's in Houston yeah in Houston I thought so too oh that would be a great way to spin it and then you get Cal to meet him oh it'd be too good oh and then and then you have the awkward like Michael Scott and uh, Ed Truck picture (laughs) the storyline's too good it reminds me in 2019 when Reed Travis and PJ Washington a, a a great front court for UK basketball. They had met the year prior training for the NBA for the Timberwolves in Minneapolis, and the Final Four was in Minneapolis the following year. And it was like where it all began and where it could all finish, but then they lost to Auburn, so it didn't happen. But I like that. I like the Texas storyline here. We got something to look forward to. Ah, oh, that could be fun. But we don't know who that guy is or where he is. The texture says, Nick, I don't agree you all were handpicking stats to make him look bad. I don't think we were handpicking the stats of like not winning an NCAA tournament in four years. Well, again, it is a little disingenuous to lump in 2020. As yeah, but it's also like it's just... Calipari. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, still going to do it. I, I had a terrible explanation as for why. But um, the... Uh, the one part too, like if if you're gonna get on me for handpicking stats to to make him look bad, you can get on me for handpicking stats to make him look good. Because I did that last week. Third best offense last ten games. 
and I'm in college basketball. So like that's just hey, that's how this works. There's some metrics that have Kentucky since the South Carolina loss, even as like one of the better teams in the country from a number standpoint. And then you can go back over even just the last few weeks from offense, like you did, Roush, and it really is. They're they're playing uh, pretty much as well as anybody offensively in the country as of late. Which, of course, like you know, how many of these media members and how many of these people that were so vocal, and we we did it as well too. I mean, how often were we saying that Chris Livingston needed to be playing the four? But how many people said the basketball Benny lineup? You've got to have. Wallace and Reeves and CJ and then Toppin and then Oscar. You guys were wrong. Like we, you know, we were wrong. People were wrong. It, we didn't have to have that. If anything, the offense is playing its best, and it's because Chris Livingston has turned this corner. And Cal was maybe right to to keep on him, to keep him in the lineup, to keep giving him the minutes that he needed. People need to also acknowledge sometimes when they were wrong. And I want, I want. CJ Frederick to be healthy too. And I, again, I think when he was in for the seven minutes that he was in the other day, the spacing on the floor is great. It can really help the offense, even if it's not him directly being the one shooting and scoring. But people also need to acknowledge sometimes that they, that they were wrong. Maybe Cal knew this team a little better than we all thought. Yeah. And part of it was Livingston playing better. There's also one thing I want to make abundantly clear. I was never a lineup person. That just lineup talk exhausted me. It is exhausting. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. And it's also like something you can't go back and check in hindsight in a box score. You can look yeah, at plus minuses, but even yeah. that's deceptive. Agreed. I had some people and some people that I like that were tweeting me and they were like, yeah, you know, Cal, when he's when he's poking fun at the media, which all he's doing is saying that like people said we weren't going to make the tournament and we made it. Of course, it gets overblown and all these different things. But I had some people that I like reach out and be like, yeah, but how much – Cal was forced to make these lineup changes. He was forced to – maybe not. Like, going back to what you said, Roush, you can't really go back and, 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 and check boxes. Sometimes teams take time. Sometimes they take time to develop. Sometimes people take time to figure things out. Sometimes lineups need time to gel, and, and it can be ugly at times as they figure out the way that one player likes to play with another and where he likes to be on the floor and where he likes to catch his entry passes or things – you know, there's just little nuances to basketball that can develop over time. So while you, you could make a case that Cal, that that injuries made him play a certain lineup, but maybe he just had a rhyme and reason. Maybe he was benching Reeves at times to teach him a lesson because he knew he needed to get the most out of him when it meant the most. Maybe there's a reason that he played some of the games he did with Toppin. And finally, once he benched Toppin, once and for all during this SEC play, when was it, late January, uh, middle January, whenever that was, guess what? Toppin's been on a tear since then. Sometimes things take time. You need to let marinate. Let the cake bake, as somebody once said. I like cake. MJ trying to figure out the negativity towards Cal, and it's the I think you should leave hot dog guy. We're all trying to figure out the guy who did this. Great meme. Great meme. Great joke. One of my favorite memes to use. We'd like for that show to come back. Very funny show. I think it is coming back soon. John here again. Hey guys, this is not towards KRC crew at all, but other areas of the media and our fan base were really big on trying to push the idea that Kentucky was a football school and that Cal was washed up. I was disappointed in Cal, so we all have, and we all should have been. However, I was just never on board with the football school chance. So all of the other one, so all the ones that were, I as the fans still care about you. So no worries, just come along and enjoy the fun. We'll got to go talk to you later. 
it's a, it's a football and basketball school. It's a rifle school. It's a volleyball school. It's a, it's a baseball. Backcats cool. take on who is it? Moorhead state tonight. Uh, yep. Yep. Go out there, get some, enjoy the sun, get some sun. We're undefeated. Yeah. Um, so got to go take care of business. Did you see the Northern Kentucky kid that hit two grand slams in the first inning and hit for the cycle? I did not. That's awesome. That happened to one of my best friends in high school. I, I think I've told that story before. I only got to watch one softball game in my high school career because I played baseball, and one of my best friends had two grand slams in the first inning. Pretty awesome. It's crazy. Little bad news for TJ. Rumor has it his brother is going to trick him into going down another black diamond for old time's sake. You better not. I wonder what I'd do. I wonder what I would do. I uh, hope Slide I don't have down. to find out. TJ, who do you think the negative one is in the KSR sphere? Well, it's obviously Roush. Obviously. Too negative. Uh, another text says, look at her. She's old. She's too old. Scoots and Billy Madison. That's Agreed. a really big blue. She's old. She's just so old. <laughs> I didn't, look yeah, I didn't deliver that as well. Just so old. Is there anything worse than a white millennial girl still on Coke, Botox, and Starbucks talking about their clients. That's a very specific reference, Texer. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you're referring no, to. No idea. No idea. Roush Snoop Dogg signed the Master P's record label No Limit. Didn't know that. How many seniors come back? Uh, we could spend more time on that tomorrow, says one Texer to wrap up yeah, the text senior today. day. Which, by the way, I saw a picture of Brennan Canada, and the dude looks as old as me. He's not, but he looks very old. I don't think that Toppin, Wheeler, Oscar will be back. Uh, although Bob Huggins thinks Oscar will be back, which is kind of a weird little nugget of information that was passed down yep. to me. Um, take that for what it's worth. As for Reeves, Frederick, and then who's the other one? Canada. So nobody really, no offense to Canada, but in terms of coming back or not coming back, people don't really care so much about that. So do do I think Frederick and Reeves come back? I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That texters say yeah. who texted this in. I, I. I don't. I really have no. I've. I've got no clue. Frederick, you would think. You know, maybe he just says the injuries are too much. UK is going to be loaded next year. I think he'll come back and just be like, and probably come to the realization of a role and just hey, enjoy this last run. Um, so, yes, I think he'll come back. Reeves, I lean no, but really no inside info or reason why that is. Just my gut says no, but I don't know. I usually think people are leaving more times than not. So, uh, I think Frederick will come back. That'll be the only senior back. Interesting. I'd like for Reeves, too. Reeves would be a lot of fun. I think if you get Reeves back, it probably would like guarantee, hey, even if things aren't great, even if some of the younger guys take time next year, like we shouldn't be terrible, terrible. Like we should be able, not even as bad as they were this November and December. Like you should be able to be a pretty steady, solid team as some of the young guys take their time to step up. But we can talk more about that tomorrow. We'll talk more about Kentucky Vandy Senior Night at Rupp Arena, history at Rupp Arena tomorrow evening. We'll be in 7 o'clock. TJ Walker. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, we'll see you then. Roll,